Ashley. Here we are, fireside chatting together. Yep, yep. So we're talking about art car. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the moment you approached me with the project? I, I honestly don't remember the moment that I approached you, but I remember the moment that I was like, we are going to do an art car, like as what was then VPA, Visual and Performing Arts, and it was like my first art car experience in Houston, and I was like, when at the we parade. we had a conversation about it? Like we were, yes, I yeah, remember that. Yeah, at the parade, and it was like, we should have an art car here. Right, and it was just a, like a general kind of, there should be art cars. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and we were just enjoying the parade, yeah. kind of lounging. And I remember like elementary schools were rolling by, and I was slightly ashamed as a you know, college <laughs> that we weren't participating. Yes, totally, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, we um, thought those elementary school kids, we can beat them. So nothing's happening, I'm doing my thing, you're doing your thing. What happens before you approach me and say, I think we have an art car opportunity? What, what is the backstory there? Well, I think what happened was that um, we were experiencing the institutional transformation and we were having a lot of conversations among the centers of excellence that had been created about how to do multidisciplinary things or interdisciplinary things. And there was like all of this excitement around STEAM and collaboration. Um, and we, we, as visual and performing arts at that time, had always sort of fallen outside of the models of the centers of excellence because we are academic, um, but were a center of excellence which was associated with workforce. And so there was really, for me, a lot of thinking about where do we position this unique situation among the other COEs and academic and departments. And all the COEs are talking about it. They're like, okay, so here we are, we've transformed our COEs, how do we be interdisciplinary and collaborative together? Yeah. I think it makes actual total sense that the art community at HCC would be the people who were like, okay, I think we know how to do that. Because in general, we have um, a foot in both academic and workforce. Like we're super like intellectual, let's talk about highfalutin things that irritate our grandparents. But also we pilfer industrial techniques from workforce to make things that mm -hmm. no one really wanted or asked for, that are kind of useless except for to communicate. But we are definitely watching both worlds. And I think that that made total sense. Even if it just came about naturally, I think that's why it came about naturally, is that we were the people yeah. who do that privately when going into our own studio. Well, and I think that bridge that you're describing is really important, that, it's, that it is uh, conceptual and abstract and intellectual, and it's also industrial right. and applied and the making of things. And we tend to separate those conversations as right. if they are separate um, disciplines or separate activities or like like anyone in any academic or uh, workforce program right. is separating them like so, none of us are but we can make it really visible in that my painting we, class I talk about oh, I don't really remember his name it's probably Goodyear but the guy who discovers rubber and he's like you know obsessed with making some kind of gooey resilient you know thing and he's trying to make it and he's trying to make it for years and then he drops a blob onto a hot stove and then it cools off and he was totally did not was not even thinking about heating and cooling process and in the accident when he was cleaning his lab he found rubber and he was like that's it and it was like super resilient and so the idea that that guy was balancing like thoughts like intellectual and conceptual scientific facts 
with playing around with materials mm -hmm. and you get rubber out of that and that that's what we do in the art world and so in fact I couldn't have done mm, a single single thing that I did in art car if I hadn't actually just secretly employed other people from workforce who invisibly did it for me <laughs> and then I was like look what I did but actually a whole bunch of other people did it I was just kind of like telling them what to do because their technical abilities were it had to be a fusion. That's really funny to me. Um, so I feel like there will be revelations in this conversation. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but this idea of like <laughs> something being invisible, because that was one of the first things coming to HCC, I was trying to have a conversation about that when we make our work invisible, it looks like it's magic. Right. And then, you know, magic doesn't get resources. Magic right. doesn't get right, you right. know supported um, as curricular programs. So we really have to make the work that we do visible right. to those that might not understand the process. So it's really, um, it's funny to me, and it makes a lot of sense that we would be pulling from other areas uh, and not making their work invisible, but like understanding yeah, that. Yeah, and I actually have fought really hard to be like, you know, when I do all these other interviews, I always am like, I need Israel Garza there, because mm -hmm. Israel Garza was 50, if not 60% of the experience, but he's invisible because I designed it but he fixed the design and then helped make it, you know? And and I'm trying to explain to people that like, yeah, I was the leader, but I'm, I'm telling you that I was actually a fairly small role in the creation of it. Um, there were like, there was me and students and the workforce people, you mm -hmm. know, the staff and the workforce. And those people might have changed. And so I, I was constant, so it seemed like I was the ma majority of the work. But actually, those other people who kept changing their identities were still doing the bulk of yeah. the, the labor. And so, well, and I, I'm glad you brought up Israel because I think I think that collaboration is a really important arc. Because when I first encountered him, I think this tells a good story about you know what happens at HCC and the way that we are all sort of working in different places and right. coming together and dispersing and coming together. So my first interaction with Israel was actually at the central campus when he was uh, doing some kind of, um, I don't remember, I don't know what the title was, IT, but it was like IT, an IT yeah. support. So we were like in a conference room and he was making sure we had everything set up and, and that I knew how to like work the technology because I, right. I didn't and he was very helpful. Um, but that interaction sort of like followed as he went to the West Houston Institute. Right. Um, and, you know, and, and so we were already very comfortable with each other and had an understanding of, you know, sort of where we were in, in the conversation. So let's go back right till right in the story of, of our car, till right before we eat meet Israel. Because Israel's actually a really, in, like if they made the movie Art Car, right, HCC Art Car, Israel would be that character that everyone loves when he comes onto the screen and, and for various reasons, so we'll talk about it in a sec. But, um, so I remember this. This is so art cars clearly percolating in the um, admin meetings of HCC. And I just finished doing a show um, called B-Boy Proxy where I wanted to make it, um, I wanted to black out the gallery and I wanted bean bags and I wanted it to be all digital. And, you know, and I tried really hard to transform the space into the kind of gallery that you would see in like a real museum video exhibit. And then I had just come off of ECMA and I literally had just said to someone, oh, I'm gonna sit on my bum for the next year. Like I'm just gonna do professorial job and like just do kind of 
nothing. And literally, I like turned out of the room at Sergio's office, and there you were, and you were like, hey, so I think our car's ha We're standing there just like super <laughs> casually. So I think our car's gonna happen. So what we're gonna do is there's gonna be an artist in residence in the maker space, and they're just gonna spearhead a cross-disciplinary across the college project with an art car. Uh, you're a go, right? And I was just like, oh, I know. Yeah. And I think I actually said to you, can I, can I think about it for a second? Like, I would have loved to have done it, but I was tired, you know? And, and I thought about it, and then I think I just said to you, if I get the support that I know this is gonna require, I'm in. But I can't, I can't if, if transformation isn't there yet, I don't want to do it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it has to be that it's there. And, and I remember us being like, okay, let's make it there. And we went to that meeting with the deans and we're like, are we there, you guys? Like, can we do this? And, and Kurt Ewan, whose idea it was to have an artist in residence in the makerspace do, do some project that will be transformation, you know? like he's there in the meeting we made him come to like give clout to what we had to say yeah. right we're not making this yeah, up it's like we're making it up like the big honcho like it's his idea like are you in and so we were like did transformation happen and i was super nervous and then um it looked like yes then we went to a greek restaurant and i was like how do we do this like how do i get students involved if it's just like us and a, me in a, in a maker space and we decided to make it a class which was a great idea I didn't even know we could do that and so that meant just every semester I rotated a new you know four to six students and the minute you were like we can make it this class this class exists where we can do it um, I knew we were okay yeah it, that the the structure was in place enough that I was like okay I can finagle this like I could um, whereas before that that lunch with the Greek salad I was like I'm not sure what the structure is gonna look like but when we walked out of that and then um, I was like, okay, so it's really gonna happen. And I took welding with the welders. And it was like me and like a bunch of 18 to 26 year old boy men, you know, welding together with our instructor. And I was so competitive that I would like, they had this chart that showed you where each person was in the technical skills. And I would have like little pictures of me with Angel. His name was Angel, who was my great nemesis in the welding class. And it would be like me and Angel. And there was one, moment where I was ahead of Angel and I made him stand there while I took a picture. <laughs> and then, and actually the welding, who's his great, his name is David Ochoa. And he said to me, you must not be so, it wasn't the word competitive, but you must not be so. Don't gloat, Ashley. It wasn't gloat, but it was Your like. Your students, don't, Ashley, don't take, make, take Don't a make this back. about being the best at it. As a, it was, and I was like, what? But yeah, so in yeah. the end, yeah. I dropped out when I feel, felt like I didn't need TIG, but also Angel roared ahead in, in the abilities, and I just I didn't like that. So, but I actually didn't need to take anymore. I knew what I, what I had was what I needed for our car. So we did that, and then we started the next semester, and we walked into the makerspace, and the makerspace, that's when I meet Israel and Jordan, and they were like, oh, you guys are here. And I was like, well, you in invited us to be here, right? And like, you weren't expecting that at all. Yeah. You were expecting that, that the other behind the scenes to have also been moving towards this thing that we'd planned, right?
Yeah. We had a meeting with the deans. Yeah. And Kurt was there. Like, okay. So we get there and it's it's not done. It's not made. It's not equipped. There's yeah, there no was, welding. There's yeah, no I mean there yeah. was no there was no equipment at all. It, there was a lot of empty space and yeah. uh, and we were very shocked. Yeah. yeah. In progress. It was in progress. Right. Yeah. Which was has to do not with um, the makerspace not having their act together or even HCC not having their act together. It had to do with how on the cusp we were of a project this big in transformation. Like, yeah. this was the space where transformation was really supposed to gel and it was just beginning. Yeah. And I think part of why it wasn't finished, even close to actually having begun, really, is. Um, you know, need being the necessity, what is it, mother being, what's the thing about necessity and motherhood? M need being the motherhood of invention? Can someone please help me here? Okay, fine, whatever. So, necessity is the mother of invention? Yeah, 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 yeah. there. You had to, I, I was just trying okay, with the words. Okay, so we show up and we're like, it's happening, we need to do this. And I remember at one point they were like, well, do you not want to do it? And we were like, no, we're going to do it. And Israel and Jordan were like, then we will meet your need. Like, it, this is what we need. Someone showing up and being like, we want the space to work now. And the, everyone else being like, oh, we have to get the space to work yeah. now. And yeah. within, I, I believe, a semester, it was working enough. And within a year, it was the full-blown space. Yeah. And watching Israel do that, so now we're back to Israel, is because Israel had gone from IT to being the... Um, manager of this multidisciplinary makerspace, which, you know, is state of the art. Yeah. And why he's the hero of the story is he doesn't walk in knowing that equipment or knowing that skill set. He walks in with the ability and confidence to be like, okay, so I have like a bajillion new technologies right here that I have to know so well that I manage the people who are going to teach it to everyone else. And I just watched over two years him just knocking them down one by one and learning them. And not only learning them, but learning them with real joy and like doing these. And so he's not an artist, but I learned a lot about um, the process of creativity and learning new tools of creativity from watching this IT guy take over. And that's a testament to HCC, the HCC did not look at his resume and say, wow, you have everything from like welding to woodworking to 3D printing to vinyl cutting to HCAD. They looked at Israel and said, you're gonna be a guy who can pull this off with nothing on your CV mm -hmm. in indicating that you're gonna pull it off. And, and that's well, been really yeah, impressive to yeah. me. Yeah, well, and I think that that's just part of the vision for the West Houston Institute in particular that we sort of don't know what the technologies might be going forward. And so we don't right. necessarily need someone with very specific skill sets, although, you know, obviously credentials are important and skills are important, right. but we need people who come in with curiosity and come in with how to do project-based learning right. and, um, and are open to- And worked with other people well. Like yeah. Like would already like service other people in IT support and right. they've gotten along. Yeah, and can just be fluid with like, what's the new thing we're working on? What's the, you know, what's the next expectation? Actually, as an innovation fellow, when they brought me in, at the very beginning of my artist in residence, um, Butch Herod had a meeting with us and talked about why we were here. And one of the things they did talk about, which I thought was really fascinating, was how 
so we are a school that produces future workforce mm -hmm. people, right? How do we do that if we don't actually know what the future workforce looks like? Like, how, how could you have foreseen, you know, cell phones and the internet and prepared this particular age group for what their workforce was actually going to look like if you didn't know it? And they just said that we're, then you don't. You produce an individual, a, a new kind of student, the Israel Garza model, the, right. a student that who can walk out and be like, I'm capable, I'm mentally agile, I'm brave, and I am invested in technologies. And they're like, that's what you do. You produce yeah. that student. You, and th yeah. There's no skill set that we're going to be able to produce that. But I think one thing that sort of <coughs> is missing from that conversation that you just described with Israel is that, you know, sort of the awareness of, I have to figure out these 14 gazillion things, yeah. and I'm going to figure them out one by one. And I think sometimes we, we, we forget to contextualize that learning of the future workforce in you know, the, the early experiences of learning something you know nothing about, mastering it, and then understanding that you can apply that process of learning to absolutely anything. Um, and so we sort, of, yeah. we sort of jump to the, uh, we need to focus on the soft skills of the person and prepare them as a person in the world. And right. I feel very strongly about that. But that is married to the, you know, the actual, like, an actual discipline expertise, discipline knowledge right. that you, you experience, that you, you master, and then you're sort of contextualized in the larger you know, intellectual and abstract and applied world of like, oh, all of this is available to me. I'm not... I've learned this one area or have this associate's degree in liberal arts right. and that's just opening doors to right. me for me. It's not suggesting that my education is, has now concluded. Right. Like so when people are like, oh, so why are you doing this? Like how did you get this gig? Like what's up? How did you pull it off? I always reference um, musical theater. So I begin in musical theater. I actually after high school go to a conservatory for two years for Shakespeare. And 100% of this, the necessary skill sets in like putting on a production, managing, and getting along with the cast, making sure my cast is working together, um, imbuing something with meaning. Um, I learned that before I even started my undergrad, just doing musical theater and stuff. So I am hoping, I doubt a bunch of our students are going to be artists, professional artists. Some will. But I'm hoping that the skill sets that they walk out of are a model for mm -hmm. learning or disciplines or starting somewhere and getting there. Like, but it's just they're like, oh, I've done that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And 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 experiencing the stakes, whether you, whether the learning is, is successful or not. Like, right. You'll notice that I'm not actually a musical theater actress. <laughs> That's because I failed. Not because I don't have an amazing voice, it's amazing. But I've because, heard you sing, it is amazing. <laughs> I did not know the system. Yeah. I did not know that there were, you, after high school, you auditioned for conservatories that were feeder schools to industry. I thought you showed up in New York and like knocked on an agent's door and did your bit. But like, I actually watched in New York, the theater world, and I was like, why, don't, why does everyone in the like Broadway pamphlets have the exact same college colleges. It was all Northwestern, um, 
uh, Yale, blah, 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 Tisch. And someone said, oh, because those are the, the feeder schools. And so that one conversation about a Broadway playbill about feeder schools, I realized, okay, I think it's too late for me to be um, the next Barbara Streisand because I'm not going back. But I learned about feeder school systems, like the fact that you, it's actually institutionalized now, disciplines, even disciplines like the arts. Mm -hmm. And I just said, okay, oh, fine. And I started from rock bottom, the very beginning, and just did the system for arts, you know? And so I learned that as a failed actress, how to actually be an artist, mm -hmm. because I saw the system I did not do, you know, and then learned the, everything's, our, everything's systems, really. Yeah. There may be super complex, or but if if you can just, and this is I think what we're trying to teach our students, and actually I think what was taught a lot in art car was, if you sit, look back and you just like look at the landscape and like you really look at the landscape, you can actually detect a system to get from A to B, and really look at the system twice, the third time, and then you're like, I can do that system, that system will work, and you have faith when you're one third of the way through the system that if you stick to that system, systems work, right? Mm -hmm. If it doesn't work, there was something wrong with your system and you can correct, but it's all about beginning, organizing, um, trying, failing. Connecting. Reconnecting to your system. Like, so, yeah, it's all systems. I know that doesn't sound super creative. No, the systems I, can be creative. Right, yeah. Well, and, and in this case, I think the, the architecture of the art car was creating the system that could support a project like that because, you know, we, we didn't have... You mean the nature of an art car? Like the it nature of the art car, but also you as the, art, the artist in residence and creating the academic cooperative right. as a vehicle for, yeah, the, for the class. Every, the the and, system fell into place yeah. after our Greeks out. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, and I, and it was such a relief to me because until then I could I was standing at A and I knew what we wanted was you know B was an art car and I didn't see the system. Yeah, and when we sat down, you were like, "This is the system," yeah. and I was like, "Okay, let's let's go for it." Yeah, so, and we had these like pockets of institutional will around yes. the idea and this community. Of, Certainly, students. Let's do to. an art car. Um, and we had to create the systems for those pockets to talk to each other and to, you know, pull forward in the same direction. Right. And, uh, you know, we had to create a lot of. I also uh, I felt like there's a lot of telling those people who really did that this will happen, like mm -hmm. it'll really happen. Um, like when we showed up at the <laughs> the Westie Students that first time and it was empty, and Israel and Jordan, who were the most amazing go-getters in the world, were like, I just we just didn't you know like expect you to happen like we just we just didn't think you'd come through like yeah it just shocked us like here you are like ready to go yeah I don't remember was it that first day that then we like retreated to the collaboratorium yes. and yes. we sat at and a they were like do you want to do this yeah, <laughs> we were yeah, like yeah. okay let's just take a let's yeah. take a step back I was like we want to do it that's when they were like you sure you want to do this and I was like yes can you do this and they were so it's interesting like how much that had to do that collaborative spirit is that telling person like this will come, this will happen. Yeah. We will see this through. Yeah. You know? And then people are much more willing to give in to the project if they really do believe that their efforts are gonna pay off. Yeah. And so yeah. There, and there on was any a lot given day PR. it was like one part certainty and nine parts white sure. knuckling and for vice sure, versa. Sure. Like, like right to like the very end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 
Okay, so they get the space ready for us. <laughs> then we have the first semester, which we do heads actually because we're waiting for the welding mm -hmm. to go. And we decide that we you get an ambulance somehow. As well, of course, yeah, obviously. Someone wandered up to you and said, <laughs> "I heard you want to do an archer. We have an ambulance." It happened almost exactly like that. I was in one of those admin meetings where we percolate, as you right, said, right. and Johnny Sessoms from Public Safety, like we're in these big long tables, and he was sitting in front of me, and he turned around over his shoulder and he was like, "I've got an ambulance for you," and I was like, "Yes, okay, great." Um, and you know, it took a year for right. and I actually, all of the when transfer. When you said I have an ambulance, I said, no, that's too scary to me. <laughs> and then I think like maybe a half hour later, I t quickly emailed you like, yes, yes, I do want the yeah. ambulance. Well, because at that point we were also like, are, I guess, is it going to be my car or your yeah, car? Yeah, I just was scared. <laughs> like, I was scared. Which, I was like, I don't want an ambulance. Whose it's too personal much. vehicle like is going to be the <laughs> right, car? Yeah. And then you we, offered your car and I think I crunched like bl Blue Kelly book and I was like, your car is cute, too good. It needs to be my, my car. My Toyota Prius. Yeah, yeah. Not well, too good to be car, in our car. My car is less than a Toyota Prius, so there you go. But um, we got an ambulance. Then we got from, an ambulance. From public safety. Does, did Sessions ever see the final thing? Did he ever say to you? Well, oh my God, he's, he's left the institution. He retired, oh. but he, he had, we had a little Facebook encounter where... Um, did he ever see it, where he saw his ambulance? He didn't see it in person. No, but he, he saw has it seen on it. Facebook. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, then that's him. Like, Absolutely. that moment of him being yeah. like... I can. I have a little thing to offer to this. Yeah, you know, it's like a big deal. And actually, David Vogel at the same meeting was sitting next to me. So Johnny Sessoms looked at me and said, "I've got an ambulance for." Me. And I looked at David Vogel and I was like, "Can you get that? Can like, are you? Are we in on yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. yeah." And and he was. He he has been from the I, beginning. I believe they have the ambulance right now. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, yeah, so they've been they've been good. Even when they weren't hands on, we would call them and be like, "What could this be?" You know, and they are, they helped us with the ambulance. Um, the ambulance was in the end very scary just because of its electrical systems. And in the end, so we demoed it. We got a full blown ambulance like with like oxygen stuff and everything. We just demoed it, and there were like the bajillion wires. And I just thought, you were gonna cover these up and pretend they're not here. So like that's what's happening right now in our ambulance. Um, well, what's funny about that is in the early stages of that process, we also, because we were thinking about ways to sort of bring the centers of excellence more visibility, and it turned out the HCC at one point uh, out of their warehouse had these RV kinds of buses, and so the idea was they sent the COE deans to the warehouse oh, right. to look at the buses. like. Can we create a mobile COE recruiting vehicle for you? And everyone got so excited, but by that time we were starting the right. ambulance, and I was like, um, "Too late, guys! You might want to think about what what you're doing because we're we're doing that at for the art right. car, and also it's not what you think it is right. going to be." So yeah, were they picturing a, an art kind of? No, no, they were they, just picturing. Yeah, they were just picturing deans behind the wheel of recruitment buses that would travel around Houston and be like, hey, enroll now, um, which I think is a great idea. It is a great idea. It's a great yeah. idea. Um, it's a minus the deans driving. Minus, yeah, yeah. yeah, the deans driving. That's a reality um, show. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so we're in the space. We do the, the bikes. First, we chop up the bikes. Right. Um, which I actually really liked. I thought that that was really creative. Yeah. The, my major regret, I have one huge regret with Art Car, and that's the, it's actually so obvious when I'm going to say it, although somehow conceptually I, in my system, I thought every student 
needed to begin the semester with your own creativity. And it took me the bombing of my second semester to realize, oh, that can't be. And for the remainder of the semesters, those students picked up an old student's project, um, which, hello, was like super obvious. But for whatever reason, I got it into my head that the second semester students would not finish the first semester students' projects, but would rather start their own creative. And I will, when I'm not teaching them and doing their art car stuff, finish off the first person's projects. And it was just an, a painful, a lot of work, and it was really unnecessary. And that was just bad management. Like, I learned that. And had, had someone, um, had I had a project manager that wasn't me, it would have been very clear that project manager would have been like, what are you doing? Like, use your workforce here. Um, and in the end, the ambulance didn't show up for the second people, the second semester, mm -hmm. so they never had anything in any parade. Where had I used them on the first semester's finishing of the bikes, they would have had yeah. the bikes in the parade. And yeah. so it was just, that was my one, my one mistake was actually nothing creative, but managing um, how, how I use my workforce. You know, yeah. um, and then we did the ambulance, and so it's it was bikes and then ambulance, and the creativity of the students was pretty mind-boggling. I'd say a lot of what happened was not actually my creativity, but theirs. I actually miss them, you know. To tell you the truth, I was like, okay, so I'm going to go to all my art car kids and force them to be my SIs so I can hang out with them during my classes. Yeah, yeah. Because I miss them. Yeah. Well, I think the class really modeled a lot of different kinds of pedagogies. Like you're not, it wasn't like you were lecturing or they were just given projects. It was like immersing. Oh, we were peers. Yeah, yeah in yeah. an environment and for long periods of time. Yeah, so yeah. When, nothing that we did, did I know how to do or that it was going to work. It wasn't like that. I'd never built an ambulance. Or, so I would just be like, Based on what I've done in the past, I'm pretty sure if we do this, it'll work, you know. And mostly it did. I would say there were like five times where I was like, sorry, you guys, that didn't work. Like big times yeah. where that was waste of time. But um, in general, I was exhausted. My hands were all burnt up from glue guns to making the brain. Uh. But it was an amazing experience. I would say of all the things I've done in my life, I learned more from doing art car technically. Mm -hmm but also about how to be a leader, how to socially massage um, very different groups of students into a working thing. And fundamentally that, I think the team you build is 90% of your work. That I, when, when the team gelled, when a semester gelled, it, everything flew. When the team didn't gel, no, it was just a matter of who we had. It's yeah. not, nothing about the interpersonal per people as, as people. It was harder for the flies, and so like I just learned an enormous amount of um, about who I am in in the world because art is so private, and this was so collaborative that I'm a different person now than I was when I started Art Car, and I really appreciate that. I really thank you for that. I'm glad that you. <laughs> stalked me in the office, pinned me against the wall, and was like, art car? It's happening. It's happening. And you were like, let I, me think about yeah. it. And I was like, I'm going to let her think that she's thinking about yeah, it, yeah. but it's happening. But I really, really appreciate <laughs> like, it. Like, I probably already told people that it's happening, so I really right, right. hope she says yes. <laughs> and there were good. so many moments like that of like, 
okay, well, we this, does, this, is this doesn't seem to be working out, but it has to work out. Right. So it, it's going to work out. Um, we're just, it, it will absolutely work out. Um, yeah, there was quite a bit of like, oh, yeah, no, things are fine. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. should be ready any day now. <laughs> because I never saw something like in the system, I never saw something that interrupted it so much where it was like, oh. Well, and so many things came in. There's lots interrupt. of things, yeah. but I was, but it was never insurmountable. And so here we are doing a fireside chat about <laughs> the ambulance. Where is it going to be? We um, are still in conversation, um, you know, percolating in those admin meetings. But it's covered yeah. right now. It's covered. It's 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 in a safe. It's in a se secret and safe and secure location. Okay. Although it's not a secret, the automotive, uh, tr the transportation center of excellence is as long housing as it's covered. It. It's covered. It, it's covered. It's in a in a bay, on its own. Air conditioning. It's being sequestered. It's climate controlled. It's climate controlled. That's yeah. Important. Yeah. Art must be climate controlled. It must be, yeah. Um, okay, perfect. Yeah. So that's fine. I, yeah. It can stay there for as long as long as it's safe and then climate controlled, then we're okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I think there is like a next chapter because the, we keep getting requests for the art car to represent Yeah, ACC. you know, we've gotten requests from like Bel Air, um, yeah. the city of Bel Air, to be in their parade. We've had a request from Katie as well, and um, uh, but it was for like October Right, we just have to figure it's out not the who, right time. who drives it. Who's who drives it? it? Like who insures it? Yeah. yeah. How do we have who to vets the driver? Like yeah. you know, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Just systems things we have to figure yeah, out. Yeah. But now we're into a new <laughs> system. System of creation done. Check. Yeah. Yeah. System of archiving. Yeah. Done. We have to convince fleet management that the art car also belongs to them, and um, oh. And, yeah, and integrate it into the fabric. Yeah, it's like of we're releasing system. it. Yeah, the problem is, is that it is art. It's not. It's in terms of archival. It can't take the abuse of a regular car. Right. Right. And so, it, it is. We did make something that is a hassle to own. We sure did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, happy to have done it. I am very, very happy to have done yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's nice talking to you. Always a pleasure.